0: Check, mic check, one, two. Yo, is this thing on or what? What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Platform Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dex, and we do this every single Wednesday. We got a brand new episode coming for you. If you like to listen to the DJ mixes too, make sure you go hit up at the Platform Mix on all socials. You can check those DJ mixes out every Monday, some of the best DJs from all over the nation, all over the world, put out hour-long DJ mixes. Today on the show, we're sitting down with two DJs that very good friends with. One I've known for many many years. The other I've became friends with since moving to Nashville. They both been on the show already, making a return, doing a show together. We got DJ Dirty Darren, DJ hey. Jevity. What's, What's up? What's going on, guys?
1: How's it going? Chilling, Happy to dude. be back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let, let people know if they haven't seen the first episodes that you guys been on, Darren, you were on the very first episode. I was. Jevity, you yeah. were on the very second episode. Yes, I was. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> number one, some, number two. Yeah. Some things have changed since then. We've gotten a lot better cameras. I see that Mm -hmm. we've gotten uh, into a a different place than where you guys first recorded. Yeah. Now we're we're
2: right downtown Nashville. So dude, you got lighting and everything now, man. We got pretty awesome. I'm trying to be uh,
0: professional here. We
2: got like (laughs) we got the notes on the TV so we can get the chat going. I'm trying to get
0: fucking endorsement deals, (laughs) ambassador deals. (laughs) I'm trying to get picked up by
2: bar stool. You know whatever whatever I'm gonna do. I just do like (laughs) let's get like Red Bull to sponsor. We'll just like start throwing people through the table. You
0: know I'm working on uh. On getting a few
2: sponsors. So, if you guys know any. I mean, you got Luna, dude. We should already get sponsored by Dog Treats. I know. Yeah. So,
0: I watch, uh, I watch New Heights podcast a lot, which is the <coughs> Kelsey Brothers show. Mm-hmm. And one of their main sponsors is Farmer's Dog uh, because <laughs> Jason Kelsey has two big ass yeah. Irish wolfhounds and they always like walk behind them and they're huge. They're like literally this high off the ground. Uh, and that's Crazy. like one of his sponsors, which is very fitting because obviously his dogs are always walking through there. Mm. Where for me, like <laughs> I've had a dog in literally every single episode we've done because <laughs> Luna's always in it. She's the star of the show. I always yes. get people like texting me, being like, "Oh my god, Luna's so cute." And then I was just back in Wisconsin, did an episode with Josh, uh, one of my best friends, Maddie's brother, and then he had his dog. Mm-hmm. And then when I did an episode with Travis and Madison, he has a Rottweiler coco
3: mm-hmm. and
0: then she was literally she laid with us the entire episode <laughs> so awesome. every episode so far we're we're a big dog friendly podcast i love it uh, that's, that's great yeah but yeah for for people that didn't watch those first couple episodes one go back and watch them they're all on youtube apple podcast spotify uh yeah, go check them but out for people that didn't let us know a little bit about yourself darren you want to start
2: yeah um so my name is darren i go by dirty darren um, I DJ. I've been DJing since I was 13 years old. Um, started out doing weddings, and then slowly moved into bars and nightclubs. Worked my way up to DJing for the Chicago Bulls, and then the pandemic hit, and I decided to move to Nashville.
0: What was like the main reason for the move? Was it just because Chicago was so shut, so shut down that mm. there was just like no
2: work to be had, or yeah, I mean it. It got pretty barren up there, man. I mean, there was a few bars that had retractable roofs. Or like huge patios you were allowed to play on. But like even the, the budget went down a lot. Um, and my best friend moved to Nashville about a year prior to the pandemic.
0: Miguel, shout out Miguel.
2: Yeah. And he, <laughs> uh, I came to visit him before he had a second child and got out of my car because I drove down here <laughs> and a party bus of girls went by and I was like, what is going on? This is insane. Like
0: just like a Monday afternoon. Yeah. You know, there was yeah. like,
2: I was like did covid happen here and then literally by the time i got from my door of my car to the back to get my bag a mm-hmm. second party bus went by and i was like all right this is weird and i was like <laughs> two blocks from broadway i walked down there left my bags in the car and broadway was like slammed like it, the pandemic didn't happen
0: yeah a little bit different uh when you get further south yeah
2: how. very so yeah. i was like okay so people are working here um djs or anybody in in the hospitality entertainment industry can clearly make money here Mm -hmm. and then yeah man i've definitely been one of those people that have always been like on vacation like two minutes in i'm moving here and this was actually the first time i ever did it so nice i don't regret it it was definitely lonely at first but uh yeah man one of the best decisions of my life
0: yeah. You're definitely adjusting well. I mean, you've helped me out with a bunch of stuff since I've been here, so I appreciate it. Um, um, but I mean, yeah, you help helped me out too. You're, you're a, a very, very, very talented DJ. We appreciate it.
1: We appreciate yeah, of course. it. You know?
0: it's yeah. But Jevity, what about you, man? Uh, um, you've been down here, what, three years now?
1: Yeah. Three years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was living in Dubuque, Iowa when I was DJing and, uh, pandemic came and i decided to move tennessee and worked in the steel mill in chattanooga mm-hmm. for a couple of years before i moved to nashville and then you know did security and then went on tour after that
0: <laughs> yeah and it <laughs> so. happened pretty quickly for you so which is is wild uh Jevity is a tour dj for kane brown mm-hmm. um who also happens to be his brother yes. he found out
1: yeah, randomly was, out of the blue. Got a message one day on Facebook. Hey, <laughs> we've been looking for you. You're yeah. our long lost brother. I was like, crazy.
0: Yeah. So now you've been on two tours. Yep. uh Make it sound like you're fucking going to war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been on two tours. uh Came back both times. Yeah. Yeah. Got
1: all my limbs. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: <laughs> but yeah, second tour, you just ended uh over summer.
1: Mm-hmm. So you've been back for a while now. Yeah, I've been back. Hanging out with the kiddos, mm-hmm. you know, being stay-at-home dad, but you know, yeah. also also in the lab making stuff. So. Yeah.
0: So tell us a little bit about the tour life of uh, obviously with you having kids, mm-hmm. being away from family what's what's the schedule look like for you on um tour?
1: so kane is country artist so country touring is different than most tours are so yeah, i feel
0: like they really only do like they summer. do like
1: yeah it's like maybe three or four days depending so like you know thursday friday saturday or if you want to do friday saturday sunday just depends and then we get to come home a couple days mm-hmm. you know hang out with the family refresh you know <laughs> take a shower <laughs> do all that cool stuff um and then you know a couple days are over and then you're back up you know going to it's like going to camp is yeah what, what i feel like so like yeah we meet go on the bus and then we're off on the road for a couple of days and then we get to come back home
0: i feel like doing it that way which i'm uh, why do you think it is that country artists are the artists that do tours that way i'm,
1: I'm not entirely sure I, I, maybe it's a management thing um maybe it's just because people like being home yeah because there's there's a lot of people who have done like rock and roll tours and stuff like that where they're out for months and you know they know it's 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 a journey doing it that way mm-hmm. you know you're away from home for a really long period of time and if something comes up you know they have to find someone to replace you or you know something like that so i'm, I'm sure there's tons of reasons behind it i just yeah i don't know specifically I so. just it
0: definitely makes more sense to do it like that there's mm-hmm. one i feel like Shows are going to sell better if you're doing them on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right. as opposed to like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, second, obviously, yeah. traveling is easier. You just go out for the weekend. It's basically just like being a, a touring DJ that travels for gigs, for club <laughs> gigs. Like if you're going to Miami, LA, wherever, yeah. um, those DJs that are are nationwide touring,
3: mm-hmm.
0: it would be similar to that. Where you're hopping on those flights, you're going here 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 and then you're back yeah. on on monday or sunday whenever it's going to be so it definitely makes more sense
1: yeah those flight
2: gigs i wonder if it's like, something crazy. to do with like logistics too like it's got to be more expensive to come all the way home yeah because like you're going let's say you're going all the way to mm-hmm. three four hours away mm-hmm. you can continue and keep going up you know states yeah. or you could come all the way back home and you still have to go back up to those states yeah so I would, yeah, it's yeah. got to be way more expensive the way the country artists do it. Than yeah. I mean, else. I still
0: think when you guys do Could your be. shows, you you route them properly yeah. where it's like you'll right. do an Illinois, an Iowa. Yeah it's, it's, yeah,
1: it's three, four cities in the weekend, mm-hmm. and then we make sure, you know, like we'll hit maybe north, we'll go north first, and then we'll come back, and yeah. then we'll go west first, and then south first,
2: and then... Oh, yeah. so like you're... Go as far as you can and then make your way back.
1: In a way, yeah. Just depending on how they book it and and logistics, like you said. Yeah. So like you know we'll do you know like everything East Coast th- like that weekend. And just hit knock it, just, it out. Yeah, yeah. Bang bang bang, and then we're on our way back home. And That's then pretty cool. Next weekend it'll be you know a couple cities in the Midwest or a yeah. couple cities. You know we we try and hit things in a line, obviously, so they yeah. line up. So. Yeah, that's that's all tour managers though that's yeah. that's past my pay grade <laughs> so i just I
0: show up and uh yeah and, i just hop on so the bus
1: much? and they take me places
0: yeah <laughs> it's awesome though and you're liking it
1: yeah I, I i love it i like being on the road and the solitude of it um you know i do miss my family when i'm mm-hmm. when I'm gone but it's nice to get like a you know, you get time to use when you're when you're traveling on a bus. So yeah. it's like you know you can make use of it. So usually I like you know download music or work on edits or something like that. But I get like that time on the road to do that.
0: And it probably helps that you're with like minded people, right? Um, you're with obviously other artists. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you are doing stuff like I know that you've yeah. been working more on on production, Trying. um, <laughs> you can probably get people there that are gonna yeah be good at it too or be able to help you in some
1: way um yeah a lot of people on the road are are songwriters so Mm -hmm. i get that aspect of it the production stuff i haven't yet that's more like on me (laughs) but at least like songwriting perspective in the country music world i do get that
0: you've been getting better at it or is it something you're not even really like interested in? I, doing? It's
1: uh, it's interesting to learn, yeah. So it's when you when you're producing music to learn how people write songs, yeah. It's kind of a, a crucial thing, but it's like I have to figure out how it works with me, yeah. You know, so like the music that I want to produce, how do I write songs properly for the music that I want to make? Yeah, it's crazy uh-huh. that there's
0: like a formal education to yeah. songwriting. Like now <laughs> with me going to Belmont, there's mm-hmm. so many songwriting majors yeah. that are i'm in class with um like i have this kid connell who's in one of my classes who's a super talented guitarist like he sent me videos of him mm-hmm. playing of him playing guitar and singing and it's like they're literally songwriting majors and i'm like what like how do you how do you teach someone to write a song but right. there's
1: there's people well, who there's do an it. art to it yeah. yeah there's people they get in groups and they all sit around they brainstorm song ideas mm-hmm. and they record them and it's
0: yeah, Crazy. and Nashville definitely is a. That's like I I didn't even know that that was really like a thing mm-hmm. prior to moving here that people Same. have these writer's sessions and they yeah. just go like, a, like yeah. I thought you just link up with friends and you're just like <laughs> all right cool like hey I wrote this verse sing this for me but yeah. they literally just brainstorm all this shit it's wild
1: yeah well, yeah I get, get that'd
2: be get, cool to just sit in and watch them like work like, yeah I would love to do like, that that's how it, like it's the brainstorming aspect like it's got to be like a you don't go in you know thinking i wonder if i wonder if they go in thinking like a, like we're going to write a sad song today mm-hmm. or does it just take them there you know yeah
0: or like if there's any direction whatsoever if they're yeah. just going in they're like all right boys like yeah what are we fucking writing today
1: yeah some, some people have lyrics some people have some songs mm-hmm. you know it, it, i guess it just depends on where where you want to start cuz you see like
0: guys like ernest mm-hmm. or like uh like Ernest has was on Boston with the boys, and he talked about all mm-hmm. the writing credits that he has for yeah. like Kane Brown, for Morgan Wallen, mm-hmm. and then like his stuff himself too. I, I love know. that. Darren <laughs> is like allergic to dogs, <laughs> and Luna fucking loves him.
3: So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start sneezing. It's <laughs> like it's like she
0: knows that he's allergic to dogs and goes fucking right for him. She's like, hey. Fucking, I, I know that you love me and you just can't pet me, but I'm gonna just make you pet me. So I just
2: gotta remember not to touch my face with my yeah. right hand right now.
0: That's so awesome. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: but yeah, he talked about like <clears throat> the money that he makes residually just off of his writing credits of yeah. songs, and obviously, if the songs that he's on with, like Morgan Wallen, it's like those are fucking billion stream songs yeah. yep. and he's just getting paid. And like his song with Kane, like he's just getting paid. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, he's an artist himself and then writes himself too. So it's crazy that if you are that talented of a writer in this industry, the money that you can make yep. is fucking insane. So, and I know for you, like we've talked about obviously you having a goal to, to get on tour with someone. Yeah. Um, where, being in a city like Nashville, you, you never know mm-hmm. when these artists are going to be out. Where there's people that have gotten gigs just from being out on a night. That artist came through and they're like, yo, you were dope. Yeah. Come on tour with us. Um, like you look at Barstool the other night when you were going to be DJing, <laughs> ended up not DJing there. And then fucking Zach Bryan shows up. Right. Uh, <laughs> Where I look at that, I'm like, fuck. Like that's a that's a night. I always wonder too. Like,
2: is that the night it would happen? Like, can he just like tell somebody in his team, like, yo, this is the guy I want, or is it like somebody else that comes along and they're like, we're gonna take you with us? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'd like to see like
0: the direction from an artist. Like if Mm -hmm. if that's something that he even notices. Yeah. Or even cares
2: about, or, or like, or if it, does it even like cross his mind? That's
0: what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if, if he even notices it at all, or if he's just like, I'm out. I'm just fucking out partying. Yeah. Um, and even if he did notice, if he would be like, fuck, like, we need to get this guy out with us. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it just gets passed along down the line to somebody else, it'd be it'd be cool to if someone thinks you're dope. That's yeah. all it takes. Okay. Yeah.
2: I I heard like I don't know how true it is, but I heard. <clears throat> That like Live Nation will like set DJs with like artists. Like sometimes they don't even know. Well, because like,
0: didn't you say that for like 50 Cent that they, yeah, so they we like, did booked?
2: Yeah, we did. Um, shout out to the, the homie Danny West who just moved to Nashville. <laughs> he hooked me up with that and I played their um, like their official after party, which was still at the concert. Like you could, if you were attending the concert, you could like find these girls walking around. You could buy, like, a $50, ticket to go to the after party, which was in a room in the venue. Um, and I got to DJ that. And, yeah, it was all through, like, Live Nation. Like, Live Nation, like, I think how it worked was 50 Cent was getting, like, a set budget every show. And Live Nation was just a promoter. And they're like, hey, we're going to put you on tour, basically. We're guaranteeing you this amount. And
0: no, I remember reading it about Fifty Cent. His his like entire tour, yeah, is Live Nation like funds it, right? So he they pay him like a flat rate. He doesn't. I don't think he gets like any ticket sales, anything like that. Yeah, and Live Nation does all the promo and I think they're doing like all everything. Yes. Like, yeah,
2: so, so I was hired through Danny West hooked it up, but it was Live Nation was doing the after party as well. Gotcha. So yeah, <clears throat> which they hired a company which. That little company, that group of like six people, that's all their job was, was to go to every venue and set up the, the, the after party. Yeah. Yeah. But so.
0: then you got asked back already for that second one.
2: Yeah. That but was then in when Alabama. we got there, when we got there, there was a miscommunication, so I didn't end up playing.
0: You still get paid? Yeah. Still oh, got well,
2: paid and just hung out at the concert. So yeah. That was cool.
0: But that's the kind of opportunities that you're looking for where it's like, hey, you do it that one time or even you have somebody hear you yeah. outside of touring. And then they want to bring you on, yeah. um, where then you're on at that one time and you're you're set. Like I think of people like a kid cut up, who Pink was. He's
2: done that for how long?
0: Like mm-hmm. five years now, but literally he got that gig because he was from Milwaukee, like there for Summerfest, mm-hmm. and Pink or her team heard him and like not even playing with them at all at that point yet. But they heard him at Summerfest. I think what happened was they needed a DJ. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'll have to ask, cut (laughs) up if this is actually how it went down. But from what I remember happening is they needed a DJ. They had heard him. They were like, yo, can you fucking be our DJ for this night at Summerfest? He played that night at Summerfest. Mm -hmm. They fell in love with him, and he's been on tour with them ever since. That's That's sick, sick, dude. Yeah. 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 And just fucking crushing it. So – that's the kind of opportunity that's like, mm-hmm. once that comes and you take advantage of it. Yeah, that's now Dude, that's five years. Go, like,
2: he got to go across the world. Mm-hmm. I think they took he was him in out like Australia. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, man, that's uh, that's crazy.
0: But he does every show with them, and then I, I mean, I think of even one of my teachers at Belmont mm-hmm. was Kelly Clarkson's touring DJ, and then he was he used to be with Grits, but uh the guy that's my teacher was grits dj and produce ooh-ah and Dang, um that's um, crazy. yeah <laughs> but then he was on tour with kelly clarkson for so long and same kind of concept where it's like he would just go on tour everywhere with them play that first I think like once you get in half. that
2: circle too it's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like yep yeah, we know he does a good job he's good yeah like, he's golden you know
0: but yeah anyway so we're gonna get into uh, a couple different topics today, um, obviously hitting on some touring stuff, just mm-hmm. kind of getting this show started, and we're all... It, it's a little bit easier when it's people that I, I know and I'm a little bit better friends with, because uh, conversations <laughs> just flow so much easier. Like, yeah, I know we always kind of put together a little script up here, but... Come on, uh, man. Let's make it awkward. We can get we can get it rolling, man. So we'll talk about a couple things like, like up, that dude? tour life, um, playing with mm-hmm. Kane, and then... Uh, even kind of trying to to branch out further while you're on tour. Um, and the same thing, trying to separate yourself from the artist when you do become a touring DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I want to talk about, uh, obviously being in a nightlife-centered job with DJing. Most DJs that I know drink while they're DJing, and it's kind of just culturally accepted to drink in the nightlife industry, whether you're a bartender, a bottle server, a DJ. Um, And with that, sometimes people go a little bit overboard, um, make some mistakes. So we'll talk into that and how to kind of guide these newer DJs, give them some advice on on what to do um, and how to go about things the right way. We'll talk about Nashville's scene and how things like that do happen here. Mm -hmm. And there's not really too much of a consequence for it versus other cities when that does happen. So, yeah, you kind of make those mistakes and uh, you're out of there. So let's talk about how you go about or if you do at all Hmm. seeking out other gigs while you're on tour. I know you've done a couple different after parties. Obviously, you did the one here at Whiskey Row, which that one's Easier yeah. for you to lock yeah, in because you resident. Yeah, that
1: one was super easy to lock in. Yeah. The rest of them, um, uh, I'm still kind of feeling things out in that area because, like, you know, all these different cities, I don't know everyone who to talk to. You know, mm-hmm. there's a couple people who have been trying to help me out here or there, and, uh, you know, I'm really appreciative uh, to them. But, yeah, it's just it's one of those things. and still getting my feet wet. Like, I have I'm – I'm still an astronaut, I guess. Do you get <laughs> –
0: hit up for it uh like dms anything like that
1: not really i did um i had one when was that Uh, that was a couple months ago i did have one they hit me up but i had to cancel because it lined up with another show and i i had to you know the logistics of it to get to. I think it was in like seattle or something i had to get to seattle and then back to new orleans for a different show oh, wow. so i was just like I, uh, there's no way i could do that <laughs> yeah that's like, kind of
0: what i was gonna ask too is is if it's even really possible for you to do after parties like uh a hip-hop artist or a pop artist mm-hmm. or if you're driving out or flying out right after these shows right away and you don't even have time to stay i can to do an after party. i
1: can do like guest spots mm-hmm. um but not really like I, we do like after parties and sometimes Kane will show up, um, but it hasn't really been like a consistent thing. Yeah, obviously he wants to be you know home with his wife and stuff like that, so I can't like every weekend do like an after party and he's got to show up. Like yeah, so well that's I, what
0: I was you, yeah it's just more for so, yourself. Yeah, it's to, more to so for me to,
1: like doing. Yeah. I'll I'll do a guest spot somewhere, but obviously people want Kane to show up, so yeah. that's. It's kind of like the draw with it. So it's like, I mean, you either want me to DJ or you want Kane to show up. But Yeah, that was always. You might not always get both.
0: That was always the goal, like when we would be booking people, um, like booking a an Oreo or booking a Bonix, uh, mm-hmm. you're wanting like Chance the Rapper to show up or Wiz Khalifa to show up um, or any of these other DJs that you book through. Yeah that's the goal is the, the the their their artists will show up mm-hmm. um, because as a venue that's where you look at right cool then that's extra money that's extra promo whatever you're gonna have you're gonna be like oh kane brown came here yeah. but at the same time i think about it as a dj and i'm like for you just mm-hmm. to be able to promote yourself and get on when you're more money on tour yeah um i mean i don't know if that's something that you you start Maybe. reaching out to other venues or that's,
1: yeah that's something i definitely gotta get yeah. on so that's it's, it's I just feel like who it's to hard. talk to yeah. yeah who do i talk to that's the thing like oh, i just fine. also you know? don't
0: like like asking for gigs too right so which i feel like i i hurt myself mm-hmm. doing that because there's so many guys that i hear about that are just like super persistent oh just oh, yeah. like blowing venues up yeah I don't and they get do booked that. everywhere like they're touring fucking all over the u.s or the yeah. second they
2: find out that that one dj is like doing some of the Mm bookings like i have some stories i won't say the dj's names but (laughs) gordo has gotten he's gotten hit up and annoyed so much from people yeah which i think just the way they do it like sometimes they don't even say hi to him which i think is really shitty like you can't even be like hey dude how you how have you been you know i haven't talked to you in a while it's literally like hey dude you got this date open (laughs) <laughs> like hey i'm gonna be here this day can you make something happen like yeah so oh, gordo's man. gotten like mad and been like yo hi how are you yeah like I just which think- is
0: good that's what he should do i mean yeah. there's a way to go about it and a yeah. way to be professional yeah and
2: that's not it uh there's, there's a few guys that like are touring if mm-hmm. you i wouldn't consider that touring like yeah they're traveling but like when you know like an inside thing like that like dude, you're kind of just annoying and people are just giving in to you. Like, I don't, I mean, I guess that fake it till you make it thing is.
1: Yeah, the, the fake it to make it thing, like just trying to be forceful enough where you get your foot in the door, but you're not really like trying to be a person to help like anyone out except for yourself. Yeah. Like that's that's where like, I don't know, I just feel like I don't want to be that, you know, mm-hmm. be that person. I go to a city, hey, I'm here. You know, get me something. It's like you know, if you guys want me to play, like, I'll play, but I'm not going to, you know, like, be mad or strangle you for it or anything like that. Like, I just, I, I feel like... Uh, and I like, feel
2: like when you ask, too, though, you can't even get as much money. Yeah. Like, if they're requesting that, you, then you could be like, this is my rate, and they might pay it. But, like, if you're like, well, we didn't want to book you, but we will, but this is all we're going to pay you, and then it's... Yeah. I don't know. That's that's kinda lame too. Like mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean that goes into like how you're gonna pitch yourself too. I mean, if you're if you're mm-hmm. getting your tour, mm-hmm. you know all those dates and you're hitting people up months in advance where you know that they're they're not booked out yet, mm-hmm. um, then it's kind of just how you go about providing value yeah. to them, whether it's gonna be on the chance that the artist comes through or just providing value for yourself as a DJ, because you know that you're fucking dope. Yeah. Um, and even you as your DJ, whether you want to brand yourself as Kane Brown's DJ or whoever the artist, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of how you give value to whatever those nightclubs that you are going to hit on those right. tour spots and do those after parties for. But I get what you're saying where it's like, then that's the yeah. hard part too. Cause it's like you, you, probably just don't want to be the one hitting them up like you want them to want you right and it's, be
1: the one reaching out to you it's also a thing too you got like i'm sure whoever books at these clubs like they're not going to the kane brown show to you know look at the dj mm-hmm. so they don't know who you know what to expect so they just oh it's kane brown's dj they, they, they've never heard me play before yeah. so they're like i don't know if, is it good or not like you know which is like that's where that's having your content that's yeah. Is gonna come in, yeah <laughs> that's where i got to work on that. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, was we were just talking there. about that a little bit <laughs> just
0: before we got on here. But yeah, I mean, that's a part that that's mm-hmm. huge too. Because then, when if you are the one that's hitting these places up, yeah. then they go to look at your page and they're like, "Oh shit!" Like he posted this little routine mm-hmm. and has fucking ten thousand views on it, hundred thousand views on it, yep. whatever yeah. it's going to be. Then they're like, "Shit." we're literally watching a video of him. Like we can see that he's dope.
1: Yeah. That's
0: now, now we're going to, the ball's rolling a little bit people more.
1: People need yeah. to see you do what you do mm-hmm. and I, then it can be justified. Yeah.
2: I think what would be good for you too, is if you could get on like some DJ agency that already has like connects because then it's like them hitting up the venue. Like, Hey, you already book our DJs. Mm-hmm. Um, We have Kane Brown's DJ coming mm-hmm. into town when Kane Brown's playing, Saturday June blah blah blah, yeah I think do it was silver. Yeah, like being yeah. with
0: like is he with like blackout artists or who's yeah, he with? Yeah, I, I think
2: he's an owner too. Yeah. Oh, he really, owns okay. blackout. Yeah, um, but yeah then, yeah. But that, now that's kind you, of doing you have that connection because you already do all these venues across the country, and now you're like. Then you probably get that rate you want, mm-hmm. you know, on the days you want to do it. That's
1: that's also a thing with agencies though too. They want content now also. Yeah, <laughs> they and want they and want money taking, too. Uh, yeah, yeah I remember your, your, other, too. your other your uh, other uh, podcast that yeah, you did Cutswell and strategy, with Cutswell yeah. they were talking about agencies, yeah. and they you know they take percentage because they do that work for you. You can also do that work for yourself.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but I think just they. In that sense, they have value because they already have the rolodex. Mm-hmm. So, like, gotcha. you know, it, it's if you had the rolodex of all these clubs and relationships, then yeah, you wouldn't need them. But like, you're still starting out in that realm and trying to meet people across the country. So, I think it would be a good thing for you until you build that rolodex. Yeah. And then maybe down the line, or maybe you just get your rate raised up, and you don't care that you're giving them that percentage. You know.
0: Yeah. I think about it like. A jam Factory here, where it's like there's so many gigs that I wouldn't have gotten
3: mm-hmm.
0: just because I wouldn't I wouldn't have reached out to these hotels or right. these random bars that are under their umbrella. Yeah, um, where that's where that agency would come in to play, and that's kind of something we talked about with strategy and, and Cutswell of the pros and the cons versus each one. Yeah, um, where it's like the con is you're either losing some of the money or not getting the rate that you would have got for yourself mm-hmm. but then the pro is hey maybe if you are under that agency and you're on tour out of those 30 tour dates that you get they book you for 20 after parties yeah. that you wouldn't have gotten and it's like even the money that they're taking dude if they just got you 20 other gigs you're making that back yeah. way more than what you would have got so
2: yeah
0: uh, but yeah it's 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 a for people that think that DJs don't do a lot, there's a lot of fucking thought that goes into this there's shit, so and much. there's there's a lot that's going on behind You're the scenes. You're not just
2: like a DJ, man. You got to do everything. You got to do everything. I time. wish I could just show up and just DJ, mm-hmm. like like I wish I don't even have to go through music. I barely do that. <laughs> I like, mean, what what five songs do I need to add this week? Yeah. Like, what are yeah. the must-haves? What sexy red song do we need this <laughs> yep. week? Like,
1: yeah, Jack Harlow's coming out
2: with something yeah, else man. again.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that's it. I mean, that's it's staying on top of trends it's staying on top of music it's being a promoter being a content creator Mm -hmm. being an MC at certain spots that want djs on the mic yeah there's a lot that goes into it um
1: editor videographer podcaster you gotta do all all of the things yeah
0: (laughs) it's it's a lot that goes into it so uh and that's kind of hard because then people nowadays they're like oh well this DJ is not bringing in as many people as this DJ who might right. fucking
2: suck. Like before the EDM boom, dude, the DJ booth was like hidden. Mm-hmm. Like especially in Chicago, like dude, they didn't, they didn't, we didn't like people talk on the mic in Chicago. There were certain clubs that did it, but for the most part, especially in the house music clubs, they don't want you on the mic at all. Mm-hmm. Like there was no three, two, one, let's <laughs> go, you know, like, yeah. So, like, compared to nowadays, it's like, dude, it's all these kids grew up in the EDM world, and a lot of them are, are for the content, so it's like, oh, I, I gotta make content, I gotta be the guy in the booth raging, like, mm-hmm. dude, I grew up, and that didn't exist, like, the most we saw was, like, Eric Marillo with his hands up, but, like, even him barely would get on the mic, you know, so, like, the EDM boom, like, changed it, like, people are trying to play clubs like it's a festival, mm-hmm. which... I think they, I guess now it's gotten better because people are just so used to it because everybody goes to festivals now. But like in the very beginning of that, that was like, no, dude, that's that's weird. Like this is a nightclub. There's a vibe to this. Yeah. Like it, I, it's gotten you know to that point now where you can almost be like a festival DJ in a nightclub. But do I get on the mic? Do I not? Like what are they expecting? Do they want me to jump around? You know,
0: I still definitely think there's a there's a line to it, which obviously is a topic of discussion all the time, whether you're on DJ Twitter or whatever, where yeah. <laughs> the people that are on the mic or enough mm-hmm. or like too much. They're on the mic way too much. Um and you gotta find that line and and ride that line yeah. to a a the perfect point. I, otherwise yeah, people I do are gonna both. get fucking annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean My,
1: my local gigs are kung fu, I don't talk at all. Yep. I'm on tour, I'm on the mic every other song.
2: Yeah, well, tour, so, I think you have to be in, in the tour uh, sense. Yes. But yeah, like in a nightclub setting, I just think it's so weird. Like, dude, I remember... You know, younger Dan would dread birthday shoutouts because once you said one birthday shoutout, it yeah. was like everybody in their mom's birthday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Hey, it's my friend. like people. You knew it wasn't some people's birthday. They just wanted to hear their name on the mic. Yeah, the floodgates open. Yeah, what about me? Especially yeah. here,
0: like you give one bachelorette shoutout. That's it. Oh, oh dude, man. it's a fucking wrap yeah. for the next twenty minutes. I just use like, the
2: best friend thing now, like that. <laughs> that like blankets everything. Like if you're with your best friend tonight, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like oh nope sorry i can't do no more or I mean, I mean it'd be in nashville you could be like 20 bucks mm-hmm. like and they'll be like really and then like, either they'll give you 20 bucks and you got to do it or they won't give you 20, <laughs> 20 bucks it's like i ain't doing it yeah I'm like i've also used the uh oh sorry i only do mike child's for birthdays if they bought bottles like nice. and that really helps <laughs> damn that's actually a smart that's, one yeah, yeah a good one. Like, nope sorry it's the rule of the club it's not but yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna sit here and do a roll call yeah. You know, everyone yeah. with birthdays, like money,
0: up. money is always a, a good way to, to get your shout out. Yeah, man. Or to get your song request. If mm. you, uh, you can pay what, what are you? Uh, no money, no bunny,
2: no money, no bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got that from a, a DJ in New York. Um, my buddy Ron sent it to me and I was like, dude, that's awesome. I'm going to turn that into a sticker. Is- I, th- I don't know. I, I if thought he, somebody I
0: put on a shirt.
2: He, it might be that guy from New York. I just can't remember the DJ's name. Yeah. um, But yeah, I I got it from there, and I put my own little twist on it. Yeah, and I made some stickers (laughs) for all you guys. But hell yeah, that's funny.
0: Yeah, that's one thing that I need to uh, to get done is is some some merch. um, Obviously, outside of like stickers, but getting some stuff done for myself, and then now for the Mm -hmm. mix show and the podcast, just getting a little bit more popular. I do think that do we get free stuff i mean you guys like (laughs) guests guests of the show get uh but yeah i think it would do pretty well i just got to figure out how to
2: are we the first repeat you are oh
0: oh wow i i didn't really want to do like repeats this early but i'm like i'm like oh getting them together as a duo will be fucking nice Mm -hmm. um and obviously you guys are both really good friends so it's it's fitting, and, so. and
1: we're and we're cooking up some stuff for the future. Yeah, Intent. there you go. Intent. We got a
0: little little something, something. We're
1: we're we're working on it. Uh,
0: yeah. You've been getting a more uh more and more into the production, I and I mean you sent me some stuff. I know you're a big uh big Rufus De Soul
1: guy. Oh baby,
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> and that's kind of what you've been. You
1: can see his nipples pop up.
0: Some of the production <laughs> towards, yeah. is like that kind of vibe. And then I feel like you're a little sad boy sometimes too, so. You know it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's the music that touches everybody though, right? Yeah. Everybody's Mm -hmm. been happy and everybody's been sad in their life. Yeah, but Rufus, dude, they just, that's a whole different kind of feeling. Oh, yeah. That's like, you don't even got, you could be like the happiest guy in the world and cry to Rufus.
0: Which is crazy that they're, I mean, they're so popular as a group and like tour and play festivals and stuff like that, but it's like. You don't really play their music mm-hmm. in clubs too much, just because of like the vibe, like the energy that the majority of their songs. Unless you're playing like it's a like, remix for it, like I'll yeah. play like an Inner Bloom <coughs> remix, but it's like really the only place I play Inner Bloom is Barstool because their entire fucking staff loves, loves it. it. Yeah, <laughs> loves it. Yeah, like you get Shay, you get Ega, fucking they'll come running up right away. Um, but outside of that, it's like. It's so, like, mellow and kind of down-tempo. Yeah. Um, I've
2: played it, like, on, like, some of the rooftops during the summer here. I think a rooftop vibe is, like,
0: perfect
3: for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then, obviously, like,
2: closing. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's if I'm closing a nightclub, it's like, all right, last 20 minutes is, you know, Rufus and Fred again. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Um, you
0: put me on to his Tiny Desk episode, which is just fucking wild to see, like, how good of a producer and artist... That he
2: is—he's a beast, dude. That'd be—I would love to like just sit in a room and watch him for like ten hours. Yeah. like <laughs> you ain't got to talk to me, bro. Just let me just watch what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that'd be really cool.
0: How have you been learning most of your production right now? Are you just YouTube University, or you have yeah. some
2: people helping you out? YouTube, trying like when I used to make mixes a lot, um, I would like just try stuff randomly and like literally just click on effects and click on you know different things and just. Try to make stuff sound different, like literally not knowing what they did. Um, that's kind of helped, like the the whole automation aspect of that. Yeah, um, I'm just still trying to get better because I'm terrible with like plugins, man. I don't. They still like confuse me, like dude. When you open Serum, that there's so many different things you can do. No, oh, yeah. You're like you turn one knob and the entire sound is like completely different you're like i don't even know what knob i just turned bro like <laughs>
0: how the fuck do i undo yeah. this <laughs> like when you
2: watch people like remake on youtube they're like oh i'm gonna make remake you know the song from fisher and you know they do every tiny little thing on serum and they know exactly where mm-hmm. to go to make that sound change i'm like i don't know how they got that good because this mm-hmm. is there's like 60 different things you can turn you know it's like any like a moog or something like you turn one little knob some left to right and there's 30 of them like oh man i lost the one i just turned like you <laughs> yeah. know so that's what it's a rabbit hole yeah i mean it, it's crazy that some people are that good and i mean hopefully we'll get there one of these days i think we will because yeah. i this the stuff i've played with i've gotten like good feedback yeah and for me not knowing as much or i don't think i don't know that much but just playing with it like i've had like my buddy nick Damaso from new york like dude send me that i'll help you finish it like stuff like that has got me like hype, like yeah. you know, like all right. I mean, I knew it sounded cool to me, so it's cool that it sounds cool to somebody else.
0: So, what's the goal then? Are you, are you wanting to just become like completely proficient at it that you can bang out a couple songs a month, or, or um, is it more just for you to be able to play? I think out?
2: I would definitely would like to get to that. Um, I don't remember what YouTube video it was. It was you know a rabbit hole one day, but. The guy was talking about like, dude, just put out whatever you make. He's like, dude, there's eight billion people in this world. Like, if you get two million of them to like it, like two million out of eight billion is nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. but there might be two million people around the world that are like, dude, I like that guy's stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, like when you think about it that way, you know, I think that's kind of crazy. Like, dude, there's so many artists that are huge in Europe that don't make any money in the United States. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you don't know what could come out of it. You know, these days. Um, but yeah, I try to devote time to it, but it's not something I'm like pushing myself to do. There's days that I don't touch it at all. And there's days that I get really excited and want to go and I'll sit there for 10 hours. You know, my mom will come in the room and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm making a song. She's like, you're making that? I'm like, well, I'm trying to. Like... (laughs) And she's like, all she'll she hear is it over and over again. So for, think about her in the yeah. living room for 10 hours. like,
0: Which is probably the same shit that she heard when you were 13, 14, yeah. 15. Just Redoing the same recent, blends. Yeah, just mm-hmm. or just <laughs> working on the same cut for yeah. fucking hours straight. So it, she's probably like, god damn it, right back to it yeah, again. Yeah, full circle, man. Mm-hmm. Talking about just being able to, to do everything as a DJ. Um, going into... Kind of helping other dJs and just being there as a mentor to newer djs to even older djs that maybe don't do everything that that you guys do from clubs to touring like what's like some of the first things that you give for advice to other djs
2: um, me growing mm-hmm. up, it was always go out, be out, be seen. Uh, meet as many people in the industry that you can bartenders security especially like managers um here in nashville that it works but not as good as it used to back in chicago because like we've talked about in other podcasts where like they have booking <coughs> companies management mm-hmm. companies here um and obviously those guys usually aren't out on the weekends back home in chicago The managers are doing the booking, so if you meet them and you're always around, like that last minute they need somebody, you're that person that's fresh in their mind. You're going to get that phone call. Yeah, and I think that happens here a little bit. Um, you know, certain DJs are that are always out. That are you know the younger guys. You know, they're starting to. This past fall, I feel like there's two guys that have been picking up a bunch of like random gigs i'm like this guy's playing here he's playing there like (laughs) what happens i think it's just because they're younger and they're always out you know Mm -hmm. i've definitely taken a step back from going out as much so i don't think i'm you know fresh in people's minds like some people but uh yeah man that's the first advice like dude just go out be out listen to other djs meet the people Mm -hmm. you want to work with like i mean
1: yeah, I'll double down on that. Uh, like, go to the place that you want to DJ at. See what the nightlife is about there. You know, learn the ins and outs, learn who's working, learn what the other DJs play. And if you really, really like that place, you know, keep going there, support mm-hmm. it. And, you know, eventually, you know, you might get your shot, but you're also learning how the place works. I think
0: uh, that's one of the biggest things um, just showing face at yeah. a venue and introducing yourself two bartenders two mm-hmm. managers um to the dj like go up if, if you don't know them go introduce yourself like
3: yeah mm-hmm.
0: djs most of the time don't really want to talk to people while they're djing but if you go up and say hi to them like
2: just hang out gonna, by yeah, the booth they're yeah. just
0: gonna say hi they're not gonna be like oh get the fuck out of here weirdo yeah. uh unless you are being a weirdo then they'll <laughs> yeah. tell you to get the fuck out of there <laughs> but for the most part yeah i mean like i have especially here now in nashville like people come up all the time they're like oh like I'm this DJ from this city. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, what's up? Like, how how are you like Nashville?" Cuz it's never going to hurt you to network with anyone. Yeah. Um and networking is I think one of the biggest parts of of DJ and if you get mm-hmm. networked with the right people, that yeah. shit can get you booked at some new place that you never would have even thought of that yeah. you had the opportunity to play at. So, um it's crazy, but I agree. But yeah, being in the nightlife industry, too, on top of that, this is uh, probably one of the only jobs in the world <laughs> where it's accepted to drink on the job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost, to an extent, encouraged to drink while you DJ. I feel like a lot of the times, times, like, as a DJ, if you're not drinking, people like don't want to come out and see you or... Just kind of don't think that you're as much of a, a fun of a party um, <laughs> yeah. if you're not DJing. And I've I've seen a lot of DJs talk about struggling to even DJ when they're when they're sober, um, like almost feeling like they're they're a better DJ and they yeah. play a little bit more loose when they've had a couple of drinks. Um, but at the same time, there's a line with that where you can't be getting too fucked up. Um, and that's something that I've seen happen a lot. Um, we've had people that have made mistakes uh, mm-hmm. and lost gigs from it. Uh, I know plenty of people in Milwaukee that have done it and ch- Chicago here um, yeah just kind of everywhere so
2: I think like back home what's crazy about Chicago is like that that was like a th- when I moved to Nashville that was something I had to like relearn because like back home if you screw up, I don't know if it's just cuz of my relationships with some of the managers and the venues. It was it was forgiven. Like it was like we know you screwed up, bro. You know. Maybe take a week off, but your your job is still going to be here. And in Nashville it almost seems like there's like no second chances. Like that's it. Like you screwed up, that's it. And it's like you text us, you know, our gigs and it literally says x amount of money plus x amount bar tab like Mm -hmm. like i get maybe you know as a dj we took it too far dude sometimes it's just like customers have bought stuff like so it's like it's hard to draw that line when you're like i'm here to be the fun guy yeah you literally pay me to be the fun guy i'm every dj in nashville is the life of the party like he can make or break sales so like it's hard sometimes to be like oh like i like oh you you know you went too far last night it's like well dude I didn't do it on purpose like you're like holding something against me that like come on dude like mm-hmm. so now I'm just done like that's it like <laughs> the, the hundred times I did an amazing job you didn't give me no raise but like I screwed up this one time and now it's just like oh you're done see you later like and then you get replaced it's like dude I think that's I think that's pretty shitty sometimes like yeah but yeah both times I've ever like lost a gig was legit. I was legit sober that day. I was like, what the heck? Like the f- first time was one of my residencies in Chicago at Barleycorn. Dude, I had that for almost 11 years every Saturday. And the day I literally got fired, I was like on my way to my next gig, and the manager called me. He was like, "Yeah, uh, I don't know what happened tonight, but the owner was just he said he doesn't want you to play here no more." So I'm like in a cab because Uber. This was before Uber, really. I'm in a cab and I'm like, "What? Are you? Like I'm like dumbfounded. Like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm telling my buddy Mark. I'm like, Mark, I'm, I'm dead sober. Like in this cab. Like I got fired on a day that I'm sober. Like, and he's the like, yeah, I was dude. not expecting
0: this. All right. Yeah.
2: And he's like, he's like, yeah, man. He just, I don't know. He just wasn't happy with tonight. And I'm like, I've literally been here for like six years. Like, was the
0: owner actually there?
2: I, yeah, I guess he was. Man. I mean that's so the yeah he he I I got fired like the week before Halloween, and then I saw him again like on Christmas, um and I was like yo or he came up to me he's like dude I would like you to come back I'm like no I the way you fired me I tried to call you I'm like dude I was your resident for six years, like I don't think it's the right time for me to come back and I waited till. He called me again right before St. Patrick's Day. You know how big it is in Chicago. Yeah. And he's like, I want your DJs to play like all the sets. And back then I used to handle all the DJ bookings for mm-hmm. the bars in Wrigley. Um, and I'm like, I'm not going to do to those DJs what you did to me. Like you cut me off and like you didn't let me finish out the month. Like I even, after me telling you, like there was no hard feelings. So I'm like, I'm not going to do that to those DJs because you're not happy with them. I'm like, we should let them play St. Patrick's Day. You know, maybe I'll take one or two because they're with the multiple venues, we had multiple DJs playing multiple sets. So I was like, let me get some of our DJs back in here, but we'll still keep some of them so they're not losing out on money. Like you're not going to get a gig now. It's the biggest drinking day of yeah. the year in Chicago. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's really nice of you. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I was like, I don't, I'm not going to do that to them. And then he was cool with it, and then I took back over the bookings. I was there another like five years. Yeah. Um, and then he ended up selling the building, and now it's so. Huge weed dispensary place. but Hell yeah. Probably making way more money. <laughs> yeah. That was like, I think that was one of his conditions. Like, if he sold it, it couldn't be like another bar. Yeah. Because his other bars is mm-hmm. right next door. And then there's a bar and another bar they own is it's right like next door. It's like
0: a non compete. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've myself definitely gotten fucked up mm-hmm. while DJing before. Um, but same kind of thing where it's like in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, it's literally it's it's like encouraged. Like mm. I,
2: you're kind of, you <laughs> feel like out of place. If you're the sober one in Chicago or Milwaukee. Like yeah, and here it's like it's like almost. I guess it's just because all the bars don't allow their staff to drink like they do back home for us.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But it's like, like dude, it's, it's that's kinda, what I'm saying. I never it's drink. Part of like, my pay. I like literally like never
0: drink here. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I stopped, man. Like after I mean I've screwed up a couple times here, but. Like, oh, I just have never
0: like since I've been here, I've never really drank. I I I've never gotten like f- drunk yeah. while DJing at all at a gig here since I, I moved here. I definitely have. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm aware because yeah. I probably fucking helped you do it yeah. while I've been off and at at the gig while you're DJing. But no, that's what I'm saying is like in Milwaukee, it's it's to a point where it's it's encouraged. Where there's been times. Mm-hmm. Where I would go, I would go. I used to go months without drinking. Like I would always take like a three month hiatus from drinking every every year. And I'm not kidding, like during those three Mm -hmm. months, it would hurt how much people are coming out for you. Yeah. Because they are a much smaller market than a Chicago, a Nashville. Um, for you as a DJ there, it really part of you being a DJ is is your ability to promote and bring people in um, in a smaller market like that. So for me, like that's why I was a little bit more of a popular DJ because people would come out. I Mm -hmm. was known from bartending and just known from being in the industry, like where I had a good following. Mm -hmm. Um, But those months that I wasn't drinking, like a lot of times people would come out and they'd come out to drink with you. Like they'd come over, they'd come take a shot. They'd just hang on the booth and just drink with you. And when you're not, boozing the
2: second like, you probably say like hey you want a shot no i'm good tonight they're probably like oh
0: they're literally like, oh, like they're like well i don't want to hang out up here if you're not drinking yeah like oh i don't want to come i don't want to come see you if you're I'm, not drinking like I'm there's fun yeah. dude they're, they're, yeah, yeah. Jokes. <laughs> it would almost be like well it's, there's no point for me to come and see you if you're not drinking i'm like bitch like just come fucking hang out like yeah, you don't man. gotta fucking hang out with me the whole time but that's literally how it was and it's it's crazy. Uh,
1: so at Dubuque, Dubuque I was small market too. So we'd, we'd have our, it was like 1230 on the dot. Didn't matter how busy our bar was, but we'd usually be packed. And me and one of the bartenders, we always go to the back, do a shot of JMO <laughs> mm-hmm. just to like recap. up like, we good, we good. All right, let's go. Yeah. Go back out and, you know, finish the night off.
0: You're like good. The shit show is about to fucking hit. Like yeah. let's, let's get ready. That
1: was like your your shot to be mm-hmm. like. We're like, yeah, this is when the animals are coming in. Yep. there's there was triple bubble at the bar next to Ooh, the nice. venue that I worked at, so people would be hammered and then come over and just listen to me. Wait, DJ. you have
0: triple bubble? I thought it's double bubble and triple
1: triple, triple bubble. Oh, we, we call had, it
0: triple cripple. Yeah. What is that? Double so bubble is so about. double
1: bubble is like two, two for, for one. one. Triple bubble three for one. We call
0: it double bubble and triple cripple.
2: Yeah, they just trip.
1: Cause trip like it's three for one.
2: So you, <laughs> you drink buy so much. one drink and get two three. or three. Yeah. No, you get
0: three drinks for the price of
1: one.
2: Yeah.
0: It's so it's like still, a, it's like yeah, a Wisconsin, like Wisconsin small towns. They do in like happy hour. They have like double bubble, which is two for one. So you can get like two Jack and Cokes for the price of one. Mm-hmm. And then they have triple cripple which is like three <laughs> for one. And they call it triple cripple because yeah. you're getting three. You're going to get so fucked up that like, right. You're fucking crippled. You're done. Yeah. That, uh, which yeah. is fucked up that that's what they call it. But it's I dude, I've gotten, that's the first time I've heard Fucked that. up on some <laughs>
1: triple cripple.
2: Yeah. It uh, yeah, was, that was the definitely like a smaller city. It's definitely oh, oh, a sure. small town yeah. thing,
1: but yeah, people would get hammered. they it was from seven to nine. Mm-hmm. They'd go to that bar get completely sloshed and then come over and then we'd be packed slam full yeah bathrooms get destroyed
0: that was fun let's go yeah, it was crazy, crowds,
1: crazy crowds it was fun
0: that's something that's different with here too it's like you don't really have to do they don't really rely on you as much as a dj to promote you. yeah mm-hmm. uh, because the places are just fucking busy as shit yeah everywhere anyway or mm the bars that do bottle service and things like that, they have a VIP manager that they field all the Instagram messages wherever it's gonna be. Mm -hmm. Um where they're not relying on on me to bring in and then he builds those relationships
2: too, so that Mm -hmm. also helps.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's that's why it's so easy for them now to shift through DJs now. Yeah, down here. So, you know, this guy we can let him go and get someone else in. We're still gonna be busy on a Saturday. Mm
0: it's almost like they just can kind of throw in whoever because these venues look at it as like, we're going to be busy regardless, dude, instead of working at
2: it. That's what's crazy. Just, yeah. But I still, silly. I still look Revolving at it. I'm like, I'm like, dude,
0: silly. these fucking, if you have a better DJ, mm-hmm. you are going to make more money. Like, yeah. and sometimes I look at it. I'm like, does it really make a difference here? But then at the same time I had, I'm like, it fucking does. Like there's, yeah. if, Dude, you can go into some of these places, and when the DJ is just whack, it, it'll yeah. be busy, but there's no just, vibe. Yeah. yeah, no one's like moving. If you, like if, if I walked talking. in, I'm like,
2: yeah, this place is slammed, but the DJ in me is like, half this floor is not moving.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, and That's
0: the first thing I look at. Yeah,
2: yep. like that's and that's always like a thing. Like when I'm in the booth, I'm like, yeah, we're packed, but I'm like, those people aren't like they haven't been excited in like 20 minutes. Like, well, they
0: haven't fucking got a drink. Yeah, in nope. 30 minutes. Like you, yeah. you never flipped it. To have them go get a fucking drink, but that's
2: that's also like a thin line because in Nashville, two songs you can lose the entire Mm -hmm. room. Yeah, like because they know they can go. Oh, I like this song. Like that whole, you know, ox cord mentality where it's skip, skip, skip. It's like, (laughs) dude, just give me two minutes. Like that's what people don't get to here. Is like, I I think, and then I feel like it can send you down a rabbit hole. You can almost feel discouraged. Like, what did I just do? Well, and what, now you're trying to dig yourself out of the it's like dude you didn't really do nothing it's just they went to the roof or they went to the next bar or they went to go hear the band downstairs like
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's something i gotta get into on another episode is how streaming and just like accessibility to mm-hmm. so much music has hurt it's, clubs and djing yeah, so you, much
2: yeah because people are just so like demanding now mm-hmm. yeah bro, i'm not we're not just playing for you we're playing for the entire room like I, those people just, might love this song, and you're gonna feed off their energy, and then they're gonna feed off your energy. Like that's how it was back in the day. Yeah, he, it's he, gonna, gonna it's gonna get like to I those. Old, but <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: gonna get old. to those nights where like a good night is a night where you don't have a phone in your face. Yeah, Like, yeah. like, like if uh, you
0: if you don't have somebody request a song, you're like, yeah, you know that you were playing fucking good. Yeah,
1: tonight yeah. was a great night. Everyone's dancing, and I didn't get a phone in my face. Yeah, like that's I'm like that's a good night hell
0: yeah that's but, always a good night
1: yeah but now it's like you know someone who wants to hear something mm-hmm. and i love the drunk beckys who like they request the song that you're playing currently oh having- <laughs> the fucking worst the, can you play Nicki minaj like are you not like, like, listening are you
0: fucking not listening LA. like I, i'm
1: literally playing yeah, the starships in the sky right yeah, now that, like, and they're like no now. i
0: don't want this one i want a different one i'm like <laughs> what the fuck like like when they, when they request an artist that you are literally playing,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like I get so pissed off. I'm like, are you you dumb? What do you want me to
1: do? Yeah.
0: But yeah, talking about that kind (laughs) of side of things of, of being able to being into drinking a little bit too much, losing those gigs. Um, something here where we all know that it's happened to a couple different people. Um, and they're able to just kind of pick up gigs at other venues. But if you're fucking up that much in Chicago or Milwaukee, you're just you're out. Like you're fucking blackballed from yeah the city. Like I mean, I, I, I definitely
2: think it depends on the DJ. Because there's a couple DJs back home and I could be like, that dude screwed up so much and he moved out of the city and then came back and. Kept, comes back for special events and still gets booked like you
0: talking about jesse seeley
2: yep <laughs> i was like man how does this guy like how does he keep getting gigs i mean i he's a it's good so DJ. fucked up
0: because i've never met him <laughs> but i just know all these stories
2: dude it was dude I, I don't know if it was his breakup but that dude went crazy for yeah. a, a minute there man and uh yeah i mean and he's kind of an asshole like, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. You you know you are. Yeah. You know you are, dude. If you ever see this. <laughs> like, like dude. He was nice to me. He gave me a bunch of gigs, but yeah. yeah, there's he was still he was still a dick when especially when he got drunk. He was even meaner.
0: But know. that's how like Milwaukee I mean if you're fucking up that much, it's a small enough city that word is gonna spread. Yeah and mm-hmm. your ass is not getting booked anymore. Yeah. Um where here I feel like it, people have fucked up or at least I've heard that that's what is going on and I don't really I try and like stay out of the the dj gossip <laughs> uh, there's so much because i'm just on the page of like yo if this shit doesn't affect me i could give a fuck last
2: dude i mean what's crazy too is the gossip for djs there's a lot but like could you imagine the bands here yeah i could like yeah. i never hear shit about the bands though dude I so maybe like
0: they don't maybe it's like not in the band bro culture, man right? you, they you, they got, to, you got five yeah.
2: egos yeah and every band in this city it's like dude it's there's got to be some shit that like goes this band down. fucking sucks maybe they're just Maybe maybe because we're not in the band scene, we don't hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe they're just more. They keep quiet more about um, there's, it. Than there's we do. some.
1: There's some juice. I've I've heard some juice. before, yeah. But yeah.
2: There's there's gotta be some, <laughs> some some good ones in there. Cause dude, if, dude DJs have egos. Come on, the, you're gonna tell me the lead singer and the and the lead guitar player don't have egos? <laughs> like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. We hear about it in superstar bands. It's gotta it's gotta trickle down to the, yeah. to the local bands too. <laughs> I'd be said I'd be like, oh, this is pretty good. See, that should be a reality show, man,
0: of following like the bands around and just
2: entertainment show. I think yeah. would do good.
0: So, in that kind of aspect of DJs getting kind of let go from certain venues here, and then just kind of being added right away to another venue, is for here in in a city where it's so agency based for these bookings. Do you think that they're just getting rebooked because of being friends with people in this, the agencies or if it's just kind of they still know that this dj is experienced and maybe yeah they did fuck up the one time but they're just giving them like a second chance third chance whatever else mm-hmm. or what do you guys think for that
2: i think it definitely it, it it's a little bit of both i think you know the experience is there and that's like maybe somebody's homie so they're definitely getting some special treatment i'd I'm pretty sure I lost like a gig that I was doing pretty consistency consistently because of a reason like that um dude got let go from another gig and somehow my gig got taken and he was in my gig place now
0: gotcha so literally because he lost one then you lost one because yeah. they just moved him into yours
2: yeah and like yeah, I, I get know. it like the hierarchy he's been in Nashville longer but like that wouldn't have happened back home in Chicago, probably. Yeah. Um, just because it just isn't fair. Like, dude, he screwed up, not me. Yeah. Like, and just I would expect that if, if tables return. Like, I literally would be like, I'm not going to take his gig. Like, I mean, you I guess like maybe yeah. he didn't. Maybe he had nothing to do with it, and they were just like, oh, we'll pull Darren from this gig and give you that one. Maybe he had absolutely no idea that it happened. But... I would still, I would feel bad like if somebody was like, "Oh yeah, I used to do that gig." I'm that is literally like an awkward moment for me where I'm just like, oh, my bad, dude." Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't know like it wasn't me. I didn't go and search for this. Like they just put on my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think it's both.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I've from just being in the in from what I've seen, there's a lot of newer DJs that are like working gigs. I'm like, how'd you how'd you get that gig already? Like. Like you're fairly new at DJing and you're playing some pretty like new spots that just opened up. And it's mm-hmm. like there's some guys that are hurting for gigs and they're actually like some pretty decent DJs. Like how are you getting it versus this guy? Like it didn't, didn't make sense to me.
0: And that's where I think it goes into the bookers looking at more than mm-hmm. more than just DJing of, of who's this person bringing in? What's their social media looking like? How are they like marketing and branding themselves? Yep. Um, when are you going to get
2: a Booker on this podcast?
0: I tried to. I reached out to uh, to Ryan a while ago to get on it. I would love to see um, like his perspective from starting the company and starting Jam Factory. I completely um, agree. Getting it all mm-hmm. together. Uh, had yeah. Nash on it. I would. I would be interested in getting like uh matt the other guy on it from affinity um and then had cisco on it but we didn't really talk like too much booking because they weren't really doing much at the time um but yeah i mean matt i would be very intrigued uh even today like i just got an email from doghouse where i like barely play at um and i don't even know how i got like added to this email but saying that affinity was taking over it and then obviously you're aware of what happened at layer cake. Um, so I would love to have him on to talk about <laughs> that and just kind of how it fucked over a lot of the DJs that were already there. Yeah. Um,
2: see, I would, I'd be curious to see like what he thinks of it. And
0: yeah, yeah. Cause I get it from the business side cause I've, I've been on the business side. So like I get it from a booker's perspective of they're getting their fucking nut from it. Like yeah. they're, they're getting paid. Yeah. Um, but also for me, when I was doing booking, like I was always trying to get DJs paid because I still had the DJ mindset mm-hmm. um, where it was, it was almost hard for me because it's like, yeah, you want to fucking make more money for the business, which obviously means you want to pay less to the DJs. But at the same time, to get these better DJs, you got to fucking pay up. Yeah. Um, which I was always okay with with doing, uh, I versus I, here like that that whole situation just fucking pissed me off and it just really rubbed me the wrong way.
2: No, I agree. Uh, okay. I've talked to a few staff that have left there since then as well, and oh, they're yeah. like, "Dude, it's gone like downhill. Like I don't know why they got rid of you guys. Like we were doing good, and obviously like the season has changed a little bit, but I know for a fact that." My Saturday nights were, they were becoming strong, man. Mm -hmm. Like I would, it got to the point where like I'd walk in, all the staff was like excited to see me. So I know just from that little aspect, it was like they're, if they're excited to see me, they know they're going to have a good night. There was Mm -hmm. always
0: a lot of regulars there too. Like I, every, the Fridays that I was there, or even like the Saturdays when you were gone that I had to play there, Mm -hmm. I would see the same people and like they would get to know me and they'd come up and be like, Dex, what's up? Like dab me up. Um, and yeah, just kind of, I, I I still get it from a business perspective, but just like, I mean, the way that it's handled, like, you don't, you don't, you don't have to lie and be like, oh, they fucking lowered it. I'm like, no, the fuck they didn't. No. Just <laughs> like, you guys cut. are just getting your cut. Yeah. Like, no. just, just tell me that. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, like, we, we're, we're getting our 20% or whatever. I'd be like, all right. Cool. Even if layer
2: cake was like, even if they were like, yeah, we're only going to pay DJs $500 now, well, you're still getting some kind of money. Mm-hmm. So like I know that, you're not that, doing that budget the for free. was still there. Yeah. But now they have to pay you that they have to pay you for your services. So that's why the budget went down. Correct. Like dude, I think we had like a good thing going. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I the, mean, and that they was could one of have the- easily kept the smaller room and kept all the bands and but like our you know, Fridays and Saturday residencies that we were all swapping. Yeah. Between me, you, Rod, Rod Grant, Grant, yeah. Um I dude, I think we were it was fine. Yeah, we, we handled our little group chat together, and if one of us couldn't be there, we knew about it. Yeah, like it, they made it more complicated than it needed to be.
0: I just blame Colton. Like, what? Why'd, yeah. you, why'd you move, man? He had to move. See, <laughs>
2: he moved for love. He
3: did.
0: But no, I mean, uh, even talking about moving uh, here, like obviously that was one of the places that I first started at, um, and like kind of got my foot in the door DJing and was first heard playing there. Um, for you, when you moved here and then for you coming up on, on three Mm. years now, when you guys first moved here to the city, did you find that it was hard to kind of get in with other DJs or to get in with the service industry here? Just how it is. And so spread out, I feel like, or, or not really.
2: Um, for me, I had a couple friends. Diesel, um, I, like Diesel and Diesel and Eric. I mean, obviously Eric being the GM of Whiskey Row, and then Diesel with his old job title, everybody knew who he was. Mm-hmm. So, like he, they both helped introduce me to a lot of people. But that was just at Whiskey Row, and then I've, I said this in our last podcast, but I feel like it's not like a family here, and you know, like it's almost like every bar is out for themselves and they keep to themselves.
0: I've noticed mm. more so too like since I, I from what we've talked about on their first one um, where it's kind of like clicky between the venues yeah but I definitely will say like the venues th- that are close are so fucking close to yeah. each other like if you yeah. look at uh, like a bar stool yeah their staff they're homies dude they fucking are like this like yeah. go out mm. with each other all the time. Like, I just saw them fuckers like Zach and Caroline and Juliana, all them are at fucking Olive Garden. I saw
2: that. the you other night. night, just, like,
0: partying and, like, look like they're just having a blast. Yeah. And they're super tight with each other. And then I look at, like, people from Whiskey Row of, um, you look at.
2: They all hang out and go out yeah. together.
0: But, yeah, I mean, even just, like, moving to the city here, like, mm-hmm. going out and just meeting everyone and kind of just being able to like kick it and hang out yeah. at like the local spots um and and meet new people would definitely be harder if I wasn't a DJ. Yeah. Like for me DJ and I'm able to meet everybody and get to know everybody but yeah. I, I would mm. think if I was not I don't know if I'd have fucking any friends here. Yeah. yeah
1: same.
2: It do, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel like I guess you could go to like Red door, and everybody feels like they're there together, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's super clicky. Like, I, I totally feel mm-hmm. the same way. I started just recently feeling like more of a member of like the Barstool team. Yeah. Cause like now it's like the message them on Instagram or their request songs, or they'll be silly and hold up their phone. So now it's, it seems like, you know, it seems like I'm becoming closer with that staff, which I think is really cool.
0: Yeah. Their staff's fucking awesome. I love it over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, every single person that's there has been awesome yeah and they're, they're all super, super cool. friendly like i
1: need to come hang out more yeah yeah
0: <laughs> they're, they're like they're the type of people that will literally look up at you and be like yo you want a shot yeah and uh, like middle of your set and mm-hmm. i'm like yeah where it's like mo- <laughs> most of these other bars i played at like that's mm-hmm. they the, they don't like come up to you and ask you yeah. anything. um but yeah it's dope but and it
2: definitely reminds me of being like back home dude mm-hmm. like I, I definitely get that feeling like even with like the non-drinking thing i'm trying to do right now uh it's been like two weeks and instantly they were like on top of like you want diet coke i'm like yeah can i get diet it's, coke. see and that's like and they didn't like hound me like i yeah. thought that was really cool like what do you want i'll get you water you want water like i'm like all right yeah sure i'll take some Hell water. yeah. <laughs> So. That makes me
0: appreciate a venue so much more where they're even respectful of yeah. that kind of thing, where it's like, if you're not going to drink, they're not going to be like, don't yeah. be a pussy, dude. Fucking yeah. take a Although shot. come up and be like, you
2: want food? <laughs> like, what do you want to yeah. eat? I'm like, yeah. Oh, dude, That's if I'm sick. in there like a Saturday
0: or Sunday, Bree comes in and she'll just and walk always hooks it up. Yeah. That's she'll be sick. like, you want some food? Are you hungry right now? <laughs> and I'm like, damn, dude. I'm like, I'll be like trying not to eat there. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I've eaten... Like a thousand mozzarella sticks since yeah. I started DJing there, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but then it's like, fuck, dude, you ask me now, I have to eat. So, but I. What's think favorite about
2: favorite thing it, on the brunch menu?
0: Uh, I mm. had the, their like egg <laughs> croissant that they had. Do they give, like potatoes like a pound? Uh, it's so much, so many. <laughs> <laughs> like you cannot eat it all, uh, but it's awesome and. They got a spicy chicken wrap that I eat fucking like every night that I'm there, and their mozzarella sticks and their yeah. ranch. Their ranch is literally crack. <laughs> yeah, there's something in it. I that was, it's the only me. thing I wish is they had was
2: like hot sauce, man. Yeah, you don't have hot sauce. Like, I, I've asked for it. I've never gotten it. <laughs> no. So bar you so we all got it, the hot sauce. the yeah. hot sauce. I'm gonna start bringing like my own Cholula bottle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Throw and, it in your bag it like stay and stay like, fresh,
2: right? Yeah, You're just leave it in the yeah. DJ booth, hidden.
0: Hell yeah, hot sauce is good for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good man, good to go. But that's kind of why I was asking because obviously with Danny just coming here too, um, mm-hmm. I've heard already people being like worried about him and like worried about him taking their gigs and stuff like that.
3: That's, instead of being that's like, what happened <laughs> when
2: I first moved here too. Like all I and I heard it from like managers and stuff and I was like really and they're like yeah and then like the, slowly the DJ started telling me like who's this guy from Chicago moving here like I was like dude I'm not I don't why really, don't you
0: just come and fucking meet me
3: yeah
2: and introduce like,
1: like, I heard he was moving he was the first person I I'm like what are you doing man yeah. coming to hang
0: out yeah. what's yeah. up
2: mayo which is like that's what
0: I did with yeah. you too like yeah, I, I saw too. you in Milwaukee and I was like yo like what I'm like I'm gonna be in Nashville like mm-hmm. and fucking like that's how we met yeah uh and obviously me and you have known each other but it's like dude when i come here like she's back i'm trying to fucking meet people and make friends like mm-hmm. and i feel like yeah the general public here of of the djs are like the opposite where it's like they're dude,
2: the, the tc group guys hang out with only themselves i think i'm one of the few people that like i try to talk to all the groups of djs but i'm like These guys hang out with these guys. These guys hang out with these guys. And I'm like, back home, it wasn't like that. I mean, a little bit, you know, to an extent, but like, we at least all went and saw each other and said hi. Like, you never see like the TC group guys go out. I've never Unless, seen uh, any
0: of them out except for uh Mike
1: Mike Fresh. He'll he'll be out sometime.
0: Yeah, that's what well that's what I was gonna say, except for Mike. Mm-hmm. Um and then at that DJ meetup was like the only time.
2: Yeah. Um and even then a lot of them weren't even there. I was like, why are you guys yeah. why are you not trying to support this? i put this on for all of us. Like yeah. you know, like when one of us loses a job, like maybe one of us can help each other out, you know?
0: Hey, are you going out uh for beat source and Ports thing? I am. What it's a ten, 10 year or twenty year twenty year um, anniversary.
2: Whew. Danny Damn. West hooked it up. He's like, dude, come with me to this event. <coughs> I was like, yeah, I'm down. That's pretty. Do either
0: cool. of you use port?
1: Yeah,
2: do you? Yeah,
1: I use, yeah, use yeah. port a ton. Really? Yeah, that's that's where I get like all my all your house music. Not even I that's I get my 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 trap and my bass music from there. Oh. Like I I like that underground stuff. So
0: I've like yeah. never used port at all except for just scrolling yeah. through like charts of things oh, really? is it all like you have to buy every song yeah 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 but and that's why i never did it because i'm the, like i would spend fucking a hundred
2: dollars yeah it's i, li- I like apple it. music of dance music yeah i
1: like i like it better than like a subscription service really yeah because sometimes like there'll be some months like uh, i won't go through some stuff True. so it's like why am i paying for it for this month you yeah, know, and then is, I look
0: at it the opposite way where I'm like, dude, yeah. if I was on B Port, I would go and drop $100 in a
1: day. At first, you would. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then once you're caught, out, yeah, once you, you get you, everything. I feel like
2: B Port like one of those where you find those hidden gems that, because mm-hmm. like everybody has a Club Killers, HMC, BPM Supreme, direct music service subscription. So it's like almost everybody's getting the same music. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I met this girl named Zita Gray from Australia. And she was I was like I was like, Oh, do you DJ in Australia? She's like, Yeah and we actually had her play with us at tunnel and uh we were talking like, so what DJ services do you use? I'm like you know, curious, like are there any in Australia that maybe nobody in the States knows about? And she's like, No. She's like, I have a secret weapon. I'm like, what? She's like, well, you probably know about it because you're from the states, but it's Club Killers. <laughs> she's like, nobody in Australia knows about Club Killers. That's so wild. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. She's like, I get all my edits from there, and like, she's like, nobody knows it, so like, I sound so different than everybody else. So and then I was like, out there just yum. fucking getting and I was like <laughs> yeah. wondering, like, Australia. I'm like, what do they have out there? Yes. And I'm like, maybe they got some heat. Yeah, you know. So it's, I think it's cool. Like I just found a dude from Brazil the other day on Instagram. Dude, all his stuff was like fire. Like I was like, "What?" And then I clicked on his page. I was watching his reels, and then I went to his actual link of stuff. And you you know you have to do the whole SoundCloud sign up, and yeah, that's kind of annoying. But all his tracks, the download were, gate. Yeah, they were yeah. dope, man. I was like, these are all like good tracks. Some of them were actual his own remixes, and some of them were just bootlegs. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were they were good. They were fun party stuff. So.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's where like when I end up when I'm listening to other DJ mixes and I like hear a song, and then I end up trying to find it. And if it's not on one of the other record pools that I'm on,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I'll always like check B Port, and it's it'll be a song like from there, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. it's a song that's on like a SoundCloud or from like an Edit Pack from some other person that's on yeah on a SoundCloud. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of fucking ways to to get music. Yeah, and it's something that you you kind of have to do and branch off to the other avenues of like yeah. a B port or anything like that. Otherwise, it's all just the same shit because yeah. everybody's got the same the same record pools.
2: And I feel like they've made it easier now. It's like it's here's so the hot top easy. twenty, and that's yeah. all that everybody does now. It's yeah, so
1: much easier.
0: Now. You just go into the curated <laughs> yeah. sets, and you're like, all right, cool. I haven't downloaded shit in two weeks. What do I
2: need? Yeah, I get lucky because yeah. Gordo sends me a ton of music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he already went through it, too. So, like... It's already all organized. Oh, oh, yeah. Dude, now you know how Gordo, to put it man. in your Serato, so
0: because f- I fucking showed you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, dude, for Gordo, it's, that shit's already fire, so oh, I don't oh, even have damn. to think twice. Yeah. There's days yeah. I don't even listen to it. I'm like, oh, this is new music from Gordo. I was going to that folder, start playing songs, yeah. like... I'm pretty sure that everything in here is going to be really good. Like, there might be one song that I'm like, I don't know about that one, G Man, you know, yeah. but like, everything else is like, oh, that was great. You hit
0: him up after, you're like, hey, this, yeah. one, this one flopped, by the way. Take yeah. it out of his crate. I'm like, these are all dope. And he's like,
2: oh, I didn't listen to that second part. I was scrolling through. Because he'll send, dude, he'll send crates that are like 500 songs in them. And I'm like, Jeez. you know, well, it won't be one crate, it'll be multiple crates. But I'm like, dude, like, I mean, when we lived together, dude, he'd s- sit on his laptop for, five, six hours every day just going through music, so.
1: My day's tomorrow.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you, G-Man, for making my life so much easier.
0: Yeah. yeah. You guys had your whole little group for a while uh, that would just do like a a Dropbox or something every week. Yeah. Uh, That'd be sweet. Navik
2: will send me a bunch of stuff like when he goes on like his house kicks. Mm -hmm. He'll be like, I found all this stuff and it'd be like 10 songs and it'd be just fucking gas. Yeah. Like, Like all ten of them you're able to play. Yeah. So stuff like that is, like, awesome. Or if he does, like, his own little mashup or bootleg, like, you know. Like, in our group chat now, I have, like, Don Paro. Sometimes they'll send us shit. Sometimes they would be holding out. (laughs) Um, And then Chris, every now and so often, will send us, like, a track. Or at least tell us about, like, get this one. You know, so I'll hurry up and go get it. Or at least listen to it. And if I hear it on my phone, I think it sounds good. But yeah the, the pop stuff dude with the with the beat source now and a curated playlist on that mm-hmm. i don't care about getting any pop song anymore cuz like it's here today gone tomorrow yeah. you know so like you just go and open up the curated playlist on beat source and it's like here's the top 20 pop songs right now i'm like i know all of them by ear but yeah. like i don't want to even I'm not going to keep these. Like they're going to be cool for the next three, four months, and that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is
0: true. Like as far as music right now, like, they are not. like classics coming out, dude. No. There's
2: so much hip hop that it's literally like two, three weeks tops, and mm-hmm. you're like, like, dude, mm-hmm. the song packed a dance for last week, and I didn't get zero reaction this week. No, yeah. like that sucks, dude. Because you're in your head, you're like, oh, it's going to go off great, and then you're like. What, the, what just fucking happened? People. Like, or
0: vice versa, where the first week you play it and it's nothing, and then all the of a sudden. The first week
2: I played Sexy Red, I got, like, zero reaction.
0: <laughs> like, and then it's the fucking hottest song. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and then I remember when thinking mm. when my dick was, like, popular again. Dude, it was really popular in Nashville, and yeah. then I was like, yeah, I just assumed it got popular everywhere. I played it in Chicago and, like, zero reaction. I'm like, you guys aren't playing this? And they're like, no, what the hell is this? I'm like. It's huge in Nashville. Awesome. a fucking banger. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, dude, people go nuts for this yeah. one. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and it's old, too. It was like, you got yeah. popular off TikTok again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was like, all right.
0: Well. Kevin Gates, just out here thinking with his dick sometimes, yeah. you know? <laughs> there like, was another like a one lot was, of us do, so.
2: Yeah. There was yeah. another one in Nashville that was popular. I just can't think of the name off the top of my head. But I was I, mean, I was like, any, any young
0: weird. Dolph. Yeah, young is Dolph. always good. Yeah. Hundred shots, anything,
2: anything. (laughs) Dolph will be good forever. Dolph does get in Chicago. What is it,
1: Meek Meek Mill too? Yeah, for a while, Dreams and Nightmares was going Mm. off here,
2: dude. I feel like Dreams and Nightmares. That's one of those songs that like was not popular. I liked it when it came out, (laughs) but I was like, I would never play this in a nightclub Mm because of how it starts. Yeah, and then it got like crazy popular like three years later. And now it's like I feel like it's gonna be a it's a nightclub classic. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic mm-hmm. now. Yeah, but I swear it was not like that when it first dropped. No. It's
0: either like a, it's either a nightclub classic or people hate it in nightclubs because
3: yeah. it's been played, played, played so much. So much. So much yeah. yeah.
0: So outside of DJing, you guys have other other avenues that you guys like to uh, to get into. You're mm-hmm. a big gamer. Yep. Huge gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that you like to get into outside. Yeah. What are you all playing?
1: um I, I like competitive shooters man i I'm still college basketball is still in me so still like i like competition so mm-hmm. call of duty overwatch rainbow six siege uh just team-based games with you know point and click heads you're a pc where, guy yeah you build yeah, your own, right? Build my own PC, yeah. yep. Because
0: you're, uh, that's
2: what you went to to school for. Yeah, I yeah wanted I completely to. Forgot about that. Yeah, you're gonna have to help me fix my computer. <laughs>
1: sure. <laughs> yeah, I worked at, I worked at IBM for ten years. Man. Congratulations! You just picked up more work. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah,
0: but yeah, I mean
2: that's
0: it's definitely a it's, a good little release from from work and from DJing and mm-hmm. just kind of getting out there. And you, are you streaming it or are you just?
1: Um I'm just recording stuff right now cuz man streaming is really demanding like mm-hmm. you got to get a schedule and then you got to do it consistently you know that day every Wednesday if I'm going to get any followers or anything like that so I figure I'm going to try and work on getting just content out in general so DJ and gaming content mm-hmm. and then hopefully I can get a buzz and then when I do stream or decide to stream you know maybe I'll actually get you know, a couple people in there.
0: Because people have already seen it on social media. Right. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, just trying to get that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Build that portfolio a little yeah. bit.
0: For you outside of DJing, I mean, you have your little side hustle. Uh, flyer's too fast, mm. if nobody's ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Darren is a great work. a good graphic designer outside of DJing, which is, I think, something that every DJ should pick up at least like the basics yeah um, I mean that's
2: how I started like it was dude being a broke dj back home it was I can't afford to buy flyers every week Mm -hmm. like these venues should be doing it but they don't and it's like to further my career I had to learn it just to have stuff to post like that was my Mm -hmm. content instead of me posting you know scratching videos or stuff like that at least I could at least a week I can post a flyer you know um and yeah, dude. When I first uh, completely self-taught, but I was so nervous at first, like posting them. Yeah. Like, even when people <laughs> would ask me to make them, I'm like, dude, uh, you don't have to pay me. Like, <laughs> I don't even think this is that good. And I just slowly like learned tricks, man, from it, and got better, got got faster. Photoshop added some features that made you know life so much easier
0: yeah ai on photoshop is fucking wild yeah (laughs) i haven't even updated my photoshop but even outside of that like there's yeah
2: (laughs) i mean just just the subject select tool Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. like that's a game changer that's one of the reasons i hated making flyers at first until i cut people out yeah yeah man magic
1: lasso dude
2: i would but sometimes it wouldn't look good and it would bother me so i would literally cut it out like dot by dot, by oh, dot.
0: Really? <laughs> like photoshop now you literally just yeah. i could take a picture of you and just click select subject and it'll cut see, you out perfectly. i would say it. like
2: 95 percent of the time it's like perfect mm-hmm. there's like random times it's like i remember i did one for houndstooth once and the way the photo looked his hoodie got cut off but i didn't even notice it he's the one that noticed it but like so it, it didn't get like part of his hoodie
0: because it no. probably matched with the background yeah and like that.
2: Yep. but other than that i was like dude this is it's like perfect like yeah I just, fix that Let's one little say, part and
1: i used to have to do that magic wand all the time and yep. the parts that wow. didn't work i'd have to zoom in and yeah. click every little pixel
2: yeah no not anymore
0: <laughs> yeah that's huge i mean because then if you can end up one obviously making flyers for yourself you're saving money mm-hmm. um but even though that's something you make five flyers for other people yeah charge 50 now bucks a flyer that,
2: right? oh rod urea cool flyer there you go Damn. see good thing i brought it up <laughs> sorry buddy yeah. i got you if you watch this,
0: he'll see it next week. So we,
2: he calls them cool flyers. I don't know if I started that, but we we call them cool flyers. Cool flyers. So now every time he posts, I'm like, "Damn, man, you look really cool in this flyer." <laughs> 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 and then I'm, I'm starting to like do more, like trying to get back into rentals. Um, back yeah. home, I me and Gordo have like a mobile entertainment company, Plan B. Plan events.
0: Plan events? Yeah. I thought it was plan B.
2: Plan B promo <laughs> is was our promotion side. Ah, okay. So I wasn't completely okay. off. Yeah. I was like, was
0: I just thinking plan B? Like, yeah, the fucking like That's <laughs> what I thought.
1: I,
2: that's what I was, I was uh, like, yeah, what? Plan B was, <laughs> back when we were really young, this is actually even before I met Gordo, he started that company, him and his brother, um, and they used to throw their own events, their own parties. So it was plan B promo. Um, and then that led into them getting this place called the Radisson and we actually used to rent gear from Insight Matt mm-hmm. from LAC we were like his first we were his first customers really um and now he's got like a fucking he does like EDC now yeah so when we started with him he had when four we moving you know like a whole
0: like, warehouse to store all his shit now yeah
2: he's even got like the they just expanded it to like the whole other side he had he had two <laughs> warehouses before and now he has like three it's like a whole amazon building of mm-hmm. gear yeah. now Anyways, off subject, but <laughs> we ended up Gordo ended up putting since I knew how to like run DMXing and all that. He ended up buying all the gear for us to do the Radisson events ourselves at some point, point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, you know, obviously do weddings and stuff. But we have a ton of like trussing speakers and moving heads back home. Um, so I started trying to build up my own little amount of gear here now, so I can start renting out to guys. Like
0: that's a that's a big. Mm-hmm. Uh, business because yeah. especially I mean in a wedding season, um, Dude, but the events. amount that you can charge, yeah, corporate events too, and the amount that you can charge for equipment rentals yeah. is fucking. You can charge out the ass for that, and even
2: mm. I f- feel like my prices are very reasonable because you have you have the best touring companies in the world in Nashville. True, and they don't need they don't need the ten to fifty thousand dollar gigs because they go on tour with kane brown and who knows what he's paying he's fucking
0: assholes yeah
2: paying so like they they their businesses ran that way yeah but like i want to come in and soup and be like hey man i'll do your Mm.
3: you know you're out here fucking undercutting
2: your small corporate event i'll I'll do your small corporate event if your budget's only you know 10 20 grand yeah you know the ones i've done back home man they've They ended up really well. I've never had a complaint. Yeah, yeah, man. Just I feel like I've always liked the side hustles. I mean, it gets stressful at times. They're fun, man. I I still I'm a gear nerd, so when it comes to you know getting new gear and playing with it and knowing how to use it, Mm -hmm. that's that's always been like an exciting thing for me.
0: All right, so we're gonna end with this rapid fire real quick. Either one of you can answer first. First one is gonna be. What bad DJ habit do you guys have? So like for instance mine is I fucking instant double all the time yeah,
2: you do. to the left deck.
0: <laughs> like that's my that's my super bad DJ habit.
1: Um my bad habit is it's always my headphones. I always like step back or walk away and forget I have my headphone plugged in. Ah. So I always end up either breaking or ripping or popping a headphone off. That happens, at least twice a gig.
0: So you got a bunch of just quarter inch adapters, <laughs> just, just
1: ready for you, or what? Uh, well, I, I use the S eleven, so it already has the yeah the slot in there. But I've pulled my mixer like sideways before, like and I just always forget, and I'm like, God damn it, you know, like pull it out, yeah, walk away.
3: What's yours, Darren? <laughs> besides, I don't know you? if
2: it's it's a habit. I don't know if it's bad or not. I think I do it just to look like I'm being busy and it's it's messing with the like i always turn down the brake stop start thing like i'll just touch it even though it's all the way down already mm-hmm. i'll still do it and i think i started doing that just to make it look like i was like busy up there really i'll just yeah i just Are you a i do and I tr- i've been trying to stop like i'll catch myself <laughs> doing it i'll be like why, why am i doing you just gotta
0: be doing something with your hands yeah just yeah. i
2: don't know if it's just mm-hmm. you know To make it look literally because I don't you know, back in the day I would have had to sit there and blend the song by ear and Mm -hmm. I would have been busy. But now, like with Serato, it's like all right, boom, boom, boom.
0: (laughs) I honestly feel like that'll be like a common answer though with Mm -hmm. a lot of people is just and not necessarily like that that knob in particular, but it's going to be like something where they just basically have to be doing something with their hands, Um, like turning some knob or hitting play or pause after the track or whatever it's going to be So yeah. uh, more useful skill being a good producer or being a technically sound DJ when it comes to being able to scratch
2: um, I think that could go both ways I think if you're I think in the DJ club world scratching is more important technical skills more important Cause it's like, what are you gonna do? Make the beat there on the fucking fly? <laughs> like, what? That has nothing to do with you know a club setting.
0: Could be like that Instagram video I sent you of the dude. He's like, I just fucking made this song I in mean, the car. Yeah, on the way here. <laughs> I'm making it right now for you guys. This is happening live. Like, I just yeah. made this in the green room. Oh
2: my god. Yeah, I think just yeah, overall skills is gonna get you further mm-hmm. in the DJ world. You know. Yeah, I would disagree with it, but yeah,
1: I would say if we're looking at like and and see when you say in the dj world
2: i yeah
0: once that's so what it I'm like, like sure. once yeah. You, yeah like if you say I, it like that in the, like,
2: the club setting yeah it, yes. not maybe okay, not that whole dj you, yeah. world but yeah so
0: and i'm like, like it, dude if you got a, if you're a good producer you yeah. make a hit like yeah. you're booked wherever yeah, right? yeah no, that, once that,
1: but book. that's yeah you're making a hit i think i'm i'm with the technical skill though yeah i, I think being a technical dj is a way more difficult thing just cuz there's not a lot of people who can do it physically mhm so I think being a good producer, it it definitely has its perks though.
0: Yeah, I think now in current times, like if you're a good producer, you're gonna you're mm-hmm. going to be able to go further.
2: Yeah, as a one hundred percent. Yeah. But, but you, you won't. You have to switch over to that.
1: But you won't be artist. able to defend your title. Yeah, yeah. from but, a scratching DJ. <laughs>
2: that's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's just like the actual like DJing weddings, mm-hmm. bars, clubs, DJing in general. The production side, you can't even put that in the same category. Yeah. yeah. DJ, yeah, being a producer is 100% going to get you further than any scratching you can do in the world. Like, dude, A Track, like every DJ in the world knew who A Track was. Nobody knew him outside of that until Heads of Rural, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah. you, I, They're both useful skills, but yeah, I think in the club. DJ, That's why I like asking <laughs>
0: this because I know. That's a good question. A, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good uh, good debate topic for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, if you guys could collaborate either music production wise or with a DJ set um, with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be?
2: Damn. How about we do dead and alive? What if we have two answers?
0: Ooh. You can give me two.
2: I think right now, just because I'm on a kick, it Alive would be Fred again.
0: Okay. I think would James it be a just sitting and, and producing with him? Yeah. Collaborating? Yeah. yeah
2: I would want to sit down, like, pick his brain. I don't know if
0: you meant, like, DJing-wise, you were going to oh, collaborate no. with him DJing. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Because like, I'm like, you could do like, both, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: make a song, like, sit down and pick his brain. Okay. Because, like, he, dude, he's behind Dude, he's behind Ed Sheeran. Like,
0: he's behind a fuckload of people. Yeah,
2: he's. Dude, he makes his own hits, and he makes hits for other people mm-hmm. that are so far on the spectrum. That yeah. Like, he could do this. He could probably do anything he wants.
0: The range of music that he produces is fucking wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Who's your dead?
2: Dead? I'd be scared. Man, dead is like a toss up though. it would have to be either <laughs> Prince or Michael
1: Jackson. That's damn. <laughs> those are my two. God damn yeah. Is that yeah. who you were gonna pick? <laughs> yeah. It'd yeah. have to be Prince or Michael Jackson. Those those are the two kings, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um Alive. Uh, I'm still I'm on a Troy Boy kick, man. I really? like Troy Boy. I love Troy Boy. Everything that he has put out has been like like that's my that's my stuff. All right. like, That's what you're listening to right now. Yeah, I just I love his style and his vibe. It's bassy. It's like hip hoppy. It bounces like I want to. I want to figure that bounce out for myself.
0: Okay. Hell Um, yeah.
2: yeah. How about you, dude?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, man, if I were able to collaborate with someone as a DJ. Either playing a set or uh, production-wise, I think right now it would be Fisher. I think playing a set with him would be fucking awesome because he's just an absolute animal Mm -hmm. and seems like he's fucking hilarious. Uh, And obviously, production-wise, the dude has put out fucking hits. Um, And that's just kind of like the style of music that I would like to make too. Uh, Artist-wise, I would pick Post Malone
2: that's a good one
0: because i think Mm. for him too he's able to get into a lot of different genres from hip-hop to more poppy stuff obviously getting into country um and then a rock side of things too um playing along with people like ozzy osbourne things like that so um that's a really good one also that guy fucking parties and he seems like he's a blast to hang out with too so (laughs) he seems like a normal
2: dude yes
0: Mm. like that's one of the reasons I'd wanna I'd wanna pick him too. So those would be my two.
2: What about like local?
0: Locally? You know who I'd want to DJ with? Uh Young Dalton.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah?
0: Young Dalton.
1: Yeah. Love
0: um, Dalton. D Wake is the homie. Uh he he'll come out and support and see me every now and then. Um, but we always just like talk constantly and he's good shit. Uh and I would like to to get together with him See, or fault. I'd want to do like a back-to-back with chaos yeah B2B <laughs> god damn, I'm gonna have to edit that out
2: he's <laughs> like really bro uh,
0: but no thank you guys for taking the time to come over sit down do a little mm-hmm. late night pod session yes sir Um, obviously if you guys aren't already make sure you guys go follow Jevity follow Darren I'll put all their their info <laughs> In the links, uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, listening on Spotify, these come out every single Wednesday, sitting down with DJs like you guys, uh, people that are in the nightlife industry, uh, people that are into sports and athletics and just kind of around music and the nightlife industry. Want to get into a little bit more of like artists, some some bands I want to get on here, being that we're in Nashville, uh, people that are in the... Sides of of music production, publishing, yeah, um, record, some of that. record label stuff. I want to be able to kind of pick their brains. We
1: need the um, information.
0: Yeah. So if if How you guys have secret? recommendations of people that you want on the show, make sure you guys put that in the comments, um, tag them in the post, all that kind of stuff. Maybe they'll see it. Uh, I'll be able to hit them up and and try and get them on the show. But definitely make sure that you guys are following this too. Uh, if you're in Nashville, go see them yeah kung fu you're all over uh barstool hopefully back at whiskey Roll pretty soon yeah um and then yeah if you like those dj mixes at the platform mix on all socials those come out every monday hour-long dj mixes i myself am dj dex uh at dj dex mke on all socials and until next time thank you guys Peace. peace peace Check, mic check, one, two. Yo, is this thing on or what?